podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. just come in thinking what 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 what's, what's going on what's, what's going on what's, what's going, going on well good morning good afternoon good evening and welcome to episode 432 of film bastards i am one of your co-hosts mark foster and ever ever i am joined by ian loring hello everyone and i will not currently joined by becky and we might not be joined by becky because she's on her way home from work and she's also not feeling very well so she might have to take a bit of a Break week this week, but she'll be back with a vengeance next week. Um, so yeah, um, was gonna say something like that. We usually say like that she's fucking. I don't know. She's she's in a fit of rage because Judy Dench got nominated for an Academy Award, so she's refused it to come on or something like that. But I forgot. Um, so yeah. So what do we have this week? Uh, we have well, we have Jackass Forever. So we have lots of testicle talk. <laughs> um, yeah. The 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 moon uh, fell. Um, so uh, <laughs> there's there's a there's two moments in in Moonfall that genuinely made me laugh out loud, not because of the movie, because there's something that Ian said to me, and I picked them both out <laughs> in the movie. And it genuinely made there's me two, just there's two, yeah, <laughs> burst out laughing. And bear in mind, I watched it in 4DX. And didn't uh, know that I was watching it in 4DX until I went up to City World and handed over my card, uh, mine and Becky's card, and went, can I have two for what is it? And she went, oh yeah, that'll be. And then told them and I thought, I, was like, I looked at the screen and went, oh, it's in 4DX. <laughs> yeah, that's going to fuck you up. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so that was fun. Um, and uh, we'll have a bit of what we've been watching and like that, but we've also got um, Oscar noms. As well, so we'll get into that in a minute. Um, first of all, we are a Pod Syndicate podcast. Other Pod Syndicate podcasts include his film, her movie, Chinchurch uh, versus Punter, the Rewatch Project, uh, Iron Sequel, and a bunch of other things. Uh, so head on over there for other podcasts that we know and love. Um, so yeah, so go across there. Patrons, uh, we are just over halfway through, I would say, of uh, our Michael Marathon. Uh, men doing their jobs really fucking well. We've just done Ali. Uh, so 
You've got all of his films up to up to Ali there and going forward. Uh, obviously, we'll be doing the rest. Uh, that's just two dollars a month, and that helps upkeep of the show and and other little bits there, and and makes us feel loved, and we like that. So yeah, so thank you very much, people who are already patron. And if you are thinking about it, there's some choice cuts of of, of many goodness in there, and there's also a back catalogue of fucking madness with Hellraiser and things like that, where we like to torture ourselves. Yeah, I mean, with Hellraiser, I was definitely being fucking tortured. Uh, um, there were not; he didn't have many delights to show me. With Hellraiser, I've got to say. No, the thing is, now whenever a new horror movie comes out, <laughs> like it's like a a reboot, a remake, or a sequel, or anything like that, I look at it and go, "Oh fucking hell, no! Which one of us is going to suggest it?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite. I can't. I still can't believe I was the one who fucking suggested doing that marathon either. That was insane. <laughs> I mean, last year alone, we did all of the Saw movies. <laughs> all yeah. of the Hellraiser movies. And and we did all the screen movies in the space of a like a, in the space of a year. <laughs> yep. And that. we're not even a horror centric podcast, no. you know what I mean? Like it's something. Yeah, that's it. yeah, so fucking hell yeah. Um, well usually this is the point of the show where I say to Ian um, what's been happening in the news but what's been happening in the news Ian is Oscar noms have been happening in the news haven't they oh yes I insisted we record tonight because I you know I've been fucking spamming the whatsapp chat where you were the only one who was responding. I think the other guys were probably just fucking working. I was like, what about this? What about this? What about this? So, yeah, it's an interesting old lot. Just to say as well, for patrons, I recorded a 13-minute video earlier this evening where I did my Oscar betting, um, and that is available for patrons now. Um, so, uh, yeah, you could, you could see what I bet on. Uh, I was putting about it about all over the place, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to let it speak for itself there. So, um, first off, I totted up the number of films I have yet to watch that have been nominated and it is 12, which is less than I had last year. Which is making me feel pretty fucking good. Um, but I believe three of them... Yeah, three of them are Best Picture nominations. I'm just going through mine. Um, I've, I've got one, two, three, four, five. Uh, not, I'm sorry, I'm not including sharks. I know that's really rude, but I'm not going to... Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Got that one already. Ten. Eleven, twelve, thirteen. Fourteen. Fifteen. I've got fifteen, I believe. Mm. Which is doable. One of them's Drive My Car, isn't it? Yeah. And you're going to have to watch Drive My Car because that motherfucker got nominated all over the place. Four <laughs> nominations that thing got. Fucking hell. Wild. Wild. And it's... I th- Personally, I think that's the story of 
the nominations. Um, you know, people were saying it's going to get international feature, maybe it will get director, and then it it, it, it it gets those two, but it also gets best picture, which not many people saw coming, and adapted screenplay. Um, and that, that's that's wild. And I mean, like, I talked about Drive My Car on the, uh, the year-end show, and it's a film that I don't quite see... I, I I don't I don't I don't get it fully, but I think it's a very it, it's a very good film. But yeah, I don't get it fully quite how it's broken through in the kind of the parasite way that it has. Um, but that 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 is that is wild for nominations and fair play. And what what I think that says is. You know, people were talking about, oh, well, could they could they nominate Spider Man No Way Home? And you know, it, like, it could No Time to Die get a nomination? Was like some people were saying that, but Spider Man No Way Home at one point was gaining traction. And I'll be honest, I, I I thought it would be very funny for that to get a nomination just to get, like to watch the world burn. But it is a nice reminder that. Film critics and whatnot still do have uh, still do have an effect. Drive my car. If critics weren't including it in their year end list and it wasn't winning certain critical awards body awards, would not be getting the nominations it, 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 it's getting. It could get international feature, but that would that would be about it. It's fully because people have been banging the drum for it. That it's got where it's got, and I, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm pleased, I'm pleased about that. I don't begrudge Drive My Car being in there. I'm not, even though Tick Tick Boom didn't get a Best Picture nomination. I'm not being like, oh fuck, Drive My Car. Blah, you know, it's like, I think it's good for film that a film like Drive My Car is getting that attention. I'm surprised by it, and I'm sad that. Tick Tick Boom and The Lost Daughter didn't get Best Picture, even though it kind of feels like with the other nominations in particular, I think The Lost Daughter must have been close. Yeah, but I, I, I think it. Yeah, like I say, I think it's cool, and I think I would rather something like Drive My Car be nominated for Best Picture than Spider Man. Hmm. I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on that. Yeah, it, it's but, um, I mean, just, but I just as a statement, as much as anything else, it feels a little bit. Again, can't comment on the film because I haven't seen the film, so it's a little bit wrong for me to say this. But I'm going to say it anyway because uh, when does that ever stop me? Um, like they feel like they have to have an international film within that best picture category now. And I mean, like personally. I would have gone stick the worst person in the world in there. When that got a, a, an original screenplay nomination, which I was fucking thrilled about, I was thinking, "Holy shit, is Tria going to get a director? Is uh, Resvati? Uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, Renee Resvati. That is how I'm pronouncing it. Could she get Best Actress? And it's like, no, they've they've gone for Drive My Car. But the thing, people really, really, really like that film, and I get it. I, I I mean I don't get it, but, but I, you don't you don't I, you, don't, I, you I, don't not you don't get 
why people like it that much, but it's not like you're, you've watched it and gone, right, that, yeah, what I, the I fuck are people talking about? Shit. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, and it, it, exactly. Like I said, I think it's a four out of five. It could do with not being three hours long. <laughs> there is that. Um, that that's the thing is it's i i sat down to watch it um oh, a, a few weeks ago um knowing v- almost nothing about it apart from the fact that it was getting a bit of buzz and i literally sat down and hit like play and then went nope <laughs> once it came up and said it was three hours long and it wasn't because i don't like long movies or anything like that it was just i was like i don't have three hours right now I will get three hours later, but yeah, it's you know it doesn't seem like it's going to be a. It seems like it's going to be a right. Sit down and pay. Uh, sit down, pay attention, and don't don't you fucking think you're going to be entertained? Kind of vibe with it. It might be great, but it's going to be a little bit. Eat your vegetables. Yeah, yeah, and it. it I think it is. I. I I don't. I think even even those who really really like drive my car could maybe not call it entertaining. That's it. And the thing is, it, I don't mind the insider um, that we reviewed in our Michael Mann um, episode um, last week um, for our Patreon. Two dollars a month. Yeah. Um, then the insider is not particularly entertaining, and it's near three hours long. So it's not like I, I yeah. need I, I, I need you to entertain me, otherwise I'm going to get bored and start looking at my phone. I For new films, I, I have a mental thing now where even if I'm watching them at home, I have a no-phone policy. My phone is there, but it is turned over, and I go, right, no, I am making the time to watch this movie. I am going to watch this movie in the same conditions I would watch him in if I was in the cinema. Um, sure. and, and that that's what I've decided to do. Um, I never, I, I'm not I'm not a big looker at my phone anyway when I'm watching a movie anyway. Um, you, you know, I, I will occasionally do it, but it's something I did um, a, a while back, a couple of years back with um, the football, and I realised that I was actually just I was watching. I had the football on, and I was watching other people's reactions to the football on my phone on Twitter, and then watching going. Oh yeah, that happened. And I went, hang on a minute. I'm no. And so I decided to put my phone down and went, no, I'm fucking not looking at it. Unless I if I get a message from my watch me and it's like, well, I kinda need to respond to that, I will hit pause and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it it's very one of those. It, it it's very a film that you can't be on your mobile for. I I'd like, God, I'd like to say I'll give Drive My Car another go before the Oscars, but I won't. Yeah. But I'd, I'd like, it, I'll be honest, if it was two hours, I probably would. Yeah. Um, and, 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 I mean, and also, I will say, I reserve the right to change my mind on it because I was also cramming for year end. And may, if, if I've learned a lesson there, it's maybe get the three-hour film in before you have to start cramming things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... But, yeah, I mean, like, if we have a look at the like some of the nominations and whatnot, maybe I have a bit of a, a, a chat about the films while we're going through it. So I've got original screenplay up here. So you've got Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World. Um, 
Pete Bradshaw in The Guardian said that he thought it was a shame that Licorice Pizza wasn't getting the love that it should have because, uh, but maybe it's too unknowable for the Academy. I mean, it only got nominations for screenplay, picture, and director. Uh, an unknowable, unknowable that you know PTA is nominated three fucking times mm. in 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 the year. It that just felt a bit like yes, all right. Alana Heim didn't get a nomination. It, it was she was always an outside bet. Bradley Cooper didn't get supporting actor again, an outside bet. It feels to me like screenplay, picture, director, probably fair enough for Licorice Pizza. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I I, I agree um, absolutely. I, like you say, I I think actress and supporting actor would have been the other two that could have got in it. Um, but I can see an argument for the fact that Bradley Cooper is in it for such a short amount of time that it maybe yeah. would have been a little bit. It's not when people have gone, oh, that's a cameo. It's like it's not a cameo. <laughs> it's not, but it is. It's almost like a supporting, supporting. What is it? Um, piece mm. within it. Uh, so yeah, I, I am. Um, I don't think that I'm not using phrase. I don't think that that's something that that people could get their their, their nicks in a twist about um, for that. I, I think the actress one's a little bit. Um, I, I think like, um, it, it, I'm sorry, is it, is really really good in licorice pizza, um, and so I I think that that there is there would have been sort of room for that. That's the one I was a little bit like. Mm, that is the other one I would have put in there. But yeah, it. it they were the ones that it was going to get nominated for was going to be screenplay um screenplay picture and and director and the other one that maybe you could have looked at would have been um cinematography but then again you'd have been nominating Paul Thomas sure. Anderson four times <laughs> yeah and and i mean i i i'll be honest i was surprised that pta got in for director um, that, I, yeah, I, that's I, I what I was, I, I was more shocked about. Um, I, like I said, I get it, the same as you, but that is the one where I went, oh, I, I didn't think he was going to get that. Yeah, it, but I mean, it's like getting in over Villeneuve, like the fact, the fact that Dune, and I get it because screenplay, you got 10 nominees, not five that, like you got for director, but Villeneuve getting nominated for adapted screenplay but not director for dune it feels fucking weird yeah uh like just that it but it feels like dune part two if that thing lands not only could he get nominated for director that year he could win it yeah very much so i think there's an element of i think because it's such a, it's such a spectacle movie, um, June. I think that, that I think even its most hardened supporters could say it. it's a spectacle movie. Is there's an element of, well, isn't that production design and effects that are creating as much of that spectacle as it is director? I'm not saying I agree with that, by the way. That's the point. But what I'm saying is that. The the director's ones that have been nominated, you know, with the exception of uh, of West Side Story and Spielberg, but that's Spielberg for West Side Story, 
Um, but Jane Campion, Paul Anderson, um, Rishuki Hamaguchi. Uh, Ryuzuki Hamaguchi, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. And Brana. Um, they're all quite smaller, more auteuristic experiences as films. Sure. sure. Um, so I think there's an element of... Um, I think that there might be it just sort of in the background of of of, of academy minds that that kind of idea that this isn't this this is you're getting a director's vision here, whereas June is well you're taking the vision from the book and throwing it on the screen, and that is it's a more holistic skill than it is just the directorial skill. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Um, just going back to um, Licorice Pizza for a second, one stat that kind of blew my mind. Bradley Cooper this year is the fourth time he's been nominated as a producer for Best Picture. How mad is that? Is that for Nightmare Alley? Nightmare Alley. Of course, yeah. So, so Nightmare Alley, Joker, A Star is Born, and American Sniper. Fucking hell. Like that is wild, and you know, fair, fair fucking play. You know, like he's got quite a few acting noms, but he's getting there with his best picture noms as well. You know, and it's it feels to me like the year that Bradley Cooper wins for something, it there's going to be like a real outpouring of fucking yes. And he's got, I think he's, I think he's directing. Like, is it a Leonard Bernstein? Biopic for Netflix. I think he's got coming out sometime this year. I think he it, it, it is this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I mean, so I suppose. Um, it, 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 t- touching on that. Oh, actually, sorry. And um, Alana Heim, best actress is in was just insanely competitive. Um, you know, Lady Gaga didn't get in. Um. Kristen Stewart got in it kind of feels like under the wire um uh, 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 Rene uh, Rosmata from the worst person in the world I thought was on the bubble there as well like there were a lot of could they squeak ins with best actress um so yeah I'm I I'm I feel like Heim would have been like sixth or seventh but it it is it is what it is um so adapted screenplay. So, or just up curiosity, then before we move on to, yeah, to, on. to what is next one, what do you think is winning best original screenplay? Oh, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it's licorice, licorice pizza. I think that the voters are going to go. It doesn't have a chance in film or director. Yeah. Um, don't look up. Has not popped up nearly as much as. It seemed like it was going to, and McKay already has one. Um, Are you thinking this is just PTA's time? Uh, yeah, I think it's a PTA's time one. I think if there is going to be a spoiler, um, it it would be Belfast because I don't see Belfast getting anything else. Um, but yeah, I. I, I, it, Licorice Pizza, I think, is pretty dead on, personally. Yeah, I, I, I think Licorice Pizza is going to be best original screenplay as well. 
uh, you know, and I, like I say, I wouldn't begrudge it. I didn't, I didn't like it nearly as much as you did, but I, it's fair enough, and it feels right that PTA has an Oscar, and it it doesn't feel like a legacy one. It just feels like a yeah, all right, fair enough. It's it's a good film, so yeah. Um, so adapted screenplay. I think I think this category is really interesting. Um, so you've got Coda, which I. I will now watch. Yep. Um, um, Drive my car. Dune, the Lost Daughter, and the Power of the Dog. And here, it kind of feels like well, the Power of the Dog is going to win a shitload, and this is going to be one of them that it wins. But I've, I have a but, but here. I think some. I think somebody else so, wins it. I think maybe Coda's going to do it. Nope. But are you thinking Lost Daughter? I think Lost Daughter wins it. Yeah, I so I yeah, I I would be thrilled if the Lost Daughter did it here. Um, I think I I, 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 I think it's one of two. It's going to win. Uh, I think I know the other one, but the thing is, Coda. Right now that they've got the nominations, I could see Apple really fucking pressing the flesh and like arranging all sorts of fucking parties and events and whatnot for Academy members over the next month or two. Mm. Um, I could see Apple going mad on that. And the thing is, Netflix uh, are now split between The Lost Daughter and The Power of the Dog. Yeah. And I, 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 I wonder if attentions could be frayed there i you know like i like the power of the dog i think it's a very good film i would be a bit uh all right then if it did a if it did a sweep i don't think it's gonna do a sweep but i do think it's going to do well it's gonna win a lot that's the thing it's it's gonna i I, 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 I think there's at least i think it's getting at least two or three. Four. Yeah, I mean, like, spoilers, I think it's getting picture and director. I think it's getting picture and director. Um, I think, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come to it. I've got the ones I think it's going to get as yeah, we're going along. Yeah, sure, sure. But, yeah, I, you know, and it's... I don't know, but again, it kind of feels like, well, Drive My Car hasn't got... Well, no, do you know what? Drive My Car wins international feature, and I wonder whether people would just be like, yeah, all right, that's fine, that's good enough. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm I, kind of... I think the Lost Daughter wins this. In fact, A, it's a very good film. It's also... It's hard to get away from the fact that it's actually a really good script as well. Mm. Um... Like you know, in terms of how how the tension's written and how the you know the character development is is there, but it, it doesn't overdevelop them, so you actually get the the awkwardness within the film uh, that's yeah. there. And I, you know, I don't think it it harms its chances the fact that it's Maggie Gyllenhaal. No, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, she's been around people like. Uh, um, but it may also be people going, this is her first film, she'll be back. There is an element of that. But then I think people thought the same thing with um, Jordan Peele, and then he won. Yeah, that, that, that's true. 
I, I, I wouldn't begrudge. I'd, I'd be, I'd be fucking stunned if Dune won. But I, it, to be honest, I wouldn't necessarily begrudge any of them. My, my, fa- I mean, I haven't seen Cody yet, obviously. But my favorite of them is is the Lost Daughter. But even if Drive My Car got it, it'd be like, yeah, all right, fair enough. You know, cool. Why not? Um, it's a great, it's a great fucking exploration of grief. <laughs> I mean, it's a terrific exploration of grief. It could, they could have just said it in maybe closer to two hours than three, but yeah. Um, so, visual effects, I think, is an interesting one. So, you've got Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man and Shang-Chi, I think, would be really fucking boring wins. Yeah. Uh, I, personally, for me... What I'd want to win, it's between Free Guy and No Time to Die. Because Free Guy, they, they, you know, they, they created they, they created this really interesting, vivid world uh, of a video game. And I think they got that aesthetic done really well. But then No Time to Die, there's an awful lot of fucking practical visual effects work in that. And I love that. That's a bit Shang-Chi and Spider-Man. So much of it is shot against green screens, and it just you, you know it's like that stuff is very very impressive, and to be fair, Free Guy is as well, but like I I, I found how the visual effects are used within the storytelling. Yeah, it assisted the storytelling in Free Guy. Yeah, in all honesty, I I thought it was really really well done. I. I think this one is going to be due. It's going to be due. But I think if anyone spoils it, it's no time to die. Yeah. Um, it's going to be due. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Sound. So we don't have sound editing and sound mixing anymore. The sound branch themselves said, just do one, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, and I, I, I'm not sure I agree with that, to be honest. But anyway... Um, Nominees are Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Um, so, Dune, the soundscape in Dune is fucking mental. Yep. And it's great. Yep. I, I'd be, I'd be surprised if this is one that The Power of the Dog gets. Yeah. I've not seen Belfast. Does, does Belfast scream to you best sound nominee? There's a couple of points I will say that stand out for okay. it. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can see a reason for its in- inclusion uh, based on a few scenes. Certainly, yeah. Okay, all right, that's interesting. Whereas I can't for Power of the Dog. Yeah, yeah, quite. I. I feel like it's a knife fight between Dune and No Time to Die. And I think that they, they often like Bond for best sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think this might... Because best original song, I don't think is going night to No Time to Die. Because like, it's a fucking two-year-old song. <laughs> that's, that, that is a part of it, yeah. But um, I think No Time to Die gets best, best sound myself. Yeah, I think that... Um, I'm going to skip the shorts. Yeah. Apologies. But, yeah. Production design. Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth making its first appearance here, and West Side Story. It's Dune. I think... Now, that's interesting. I think this is the one where they go, 
we're going to give Nightmare Alley something. I think it it's is June. very production designed. It is. It <laughs> is <Most> production design. <laughs> it is, but it's also. I think it's 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 a little bit. Del Toro's are always heavily production designed, and I think that this is possibly one of the ones that's not as well done as his other ones. So yeah, I, it, there's I, a lot of yeah. Okay, there's an idea of going for um, for this for tragedy of Macbeth in the sense that it's it's minimalistic rather than. I was just thinking that you know, yeah, yeah r- that rather would be than a really interesting, provocative choice, yeah, r- rather than the little bit of you know at points when Nightmare Alley can be a little bit find the magic hat. Um, so yeah, uh, the mm. Trident Beth could get that, but I do think they're going to go to you. Okay, fair enough. I could see it. I could see it. Um, original song. Original song. So. Be Alive from King Richard, Dos Oraguitas from Encanto, Down to Joy from Belfast, No Time to Die from No Time to Die, and for fuck's sake, Diane Warren's done it to me again, Somehow You Do from Four Good Days. So, I had to watch a film last year, this Netflix film starring Sophia Loren, whose name I cannot remember, and I had to watch it because Diane Warren got a fucking nomination for a song that played in the end credits. I don't even know what Four Good Days is. I've not even looked it up because I was waiting for now. That's the Glenn Close uh, Mila Kunis one. What's that then? Um... Oh god, all right. Yeah, it's it's a bleak drama. Directed by Rodrigo Garcia. What yeah. do I know him from? Albert Nobbs. Oh, he directed Albert Nobbs. Fucking god, hell, fuck right? Hell, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> oh wow, we. All right. Albert Nobbs was a um, shit film. I'm gonna put oh it out there. God, it's fucking shit. Ah, oh, brilliant. All right. Rotten Tomatoes, it's got 53%. Brilliant. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Right. Best original song. It just... I'm starting to be a little bit with this one. Like, I'm not even sure this needs to be a category. That... I mean... The thing is, there's been some real, like, some fantastic winners mm. in days gone by. They have. And, like, fantastic nominees and whatnot. Um, but it, yeah, I mean... Not, a not Van Morrison song I've not never a, heard of. Not, not Saturday Die is not a great song. Just no, not. no, and the, it's, the thing is, it's not undeniable. It's not going to win... The one that wins, Lin Manuel Miranda is going to complete his egot, and is is going to win for Dos Oraguitas, even though Disney done fucked up because if you know hindsight's twenty twenty, if they put in we don't talk about Bruno, that would be the most odds on nominee of any fucking nominee in the entire lot. Mm. 
like that thing is let let it go levels of obviously. So does it lose out because people will, will look at it and go, yeah, but it's 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 no. not. We don't talk about. <laughs> or they just see Encanto and go, but they'll, they'll, they'll want they'll see Encanto and they'll see Len Manuel Miranda. That's a fair point. And again, I don't, you know, I don't begrudge it. This this this, this is the thing. It's like there's so many people who were being so ride or die about certain things about the Oscars. And it's like, I think I'm past that in life now. Yeah. I'm feeling relatively chill yeah. about it all. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm very much like, you know, this isn't that important. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's no, I mean, but fun. it's fun. It's, it, it, and that's the thing, it's fun. Um, but yeah, Lin-Manuel Miranda wins this. I I could see, like, the, the King Richard won Beyonce's one of the nominees. Yeah. So if there, if there's any star fuckery around, I could see that happening. But then again, Lin Manuel Miranda is kind of star fucking. But also, Lin Manuel Miranda, this is the only one that like he would personally win for, I believe. Yeah, because he didn't do the score for Encanto. So and it feels like people are gonna be like, let's give Lin Manuel Miranda an Oscar for anything that we can because, I mean, like to. To be honest, I think he probably should have been nominated for best director for Tick Tick Boom, but it didn't happen. So yeah, it, it's like that's the thing. I wouldn't begrudge this because it would be cool to see him win something. Yeah, not, not not that Lin Manuel Miranda particularly needs to win any more things, but and the dude's only forty two. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> you know, like he's just gonna he's gonna be around for so long. But again, but also that's great. So. Original score. Don't look up. Dune. Encanto. Parallel Mothers. The Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog. So. Johnny Greenwood had four scores this year, I think. And this is the one he got nominated for. I think the pe- I think people are going to hear the siren song of the space bagpipes. You reckon? You reckon Zimmer's getting it? I think Zimmer's get. I think Zimmer's getting it. It would only be his second Oscar. And his it... first was for the fucking Lion King. Fuck! Hans Zimmer only got one. Feels like it's what? You should have pretty like sure. Fifteen. I'm pretty sure. And he got it. And I like to be clear, the original Lion King. Yeah, Lion King. Jesus, I thought yeah, I thought you had, a, I thought you had a couple. Yeah, it, it, isn't that crazy though? That's so mental. that that's that's the thing. Like, I mean, I I I think Johnny Greenwood should have been nominated for sitting on an orchestra or sitting on a jazz band for Spencer. Yeah, but um, he he, he could have easily been nominated for Power of Dog and Spencer, and I don't think anyone would have been able to complain. No, quite. I mean. Parallel Mothers is like mad. Like, and to be honest, I think it's probably for the opening titles alone, which is just the most. You are about to watch a film by Almodovar <laughs> score that I've ever heard, and it fucking. The thing is, it rules. It rules. So, like, I'm kind. I'm kind of. Or he, he hasn't got a chance in hell of winning. But Alberto Iglesias getting nominated for for Parallel Mothers, good on him. Um, and I mean, like it. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about its other nomination, but the fact that it's got it got those nominations and was shut out of international feature is something. Um, 
but yeah, there, there we go. I think, and, and this this also puts forward my theory that don't look up will win nothing. Yeah, it won. It, um, it got nominated for stuff. And I think it should be glad it got nominated. The thing is, the Academy do like it, like uh, like anecdotally at screenings and whatnot. Like um, Academy members do seem really seem to like it, but. McKay not getting a director nomination, which you know we'll t- we'll talk about later, is really telling for me. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, you say Power of the Dog, yeah. I say Dune. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Makeup and hairstyling coming, coming to America. America is an Oscar nominee. <laughs> yep. Uh, we've also got Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. Um, I kind of feel like the eyes of Tammy Faye is going to get this, and um, I haven't seen it, but Cruella was doing some doing some shit. Yeah, the thing is, for makeup and hairstyling, I often think it's a little bit. It just seems to be the most standout makeup and hairstyling. Yeah. And that makes not that much sense to me uh, in terms of for that. Um, I do think there's a possibility that the Eyes of Tommy Fair will win it, but having seen the Eyes of Tommy Fair, I actually don't think it should. <laughs> okay, yeah. And, it's and, and that, that because, seems to be the general thinking. Yeah, yeah, not because the makeup and the hair is, is bad. It's because it... It's such a focus point of the film. It feels a little bit obvious. And um, spoiler for my thoughts on the eyes of Tommy Fair. I think if you tone down the makeup and the hair a fraction, you'd have a better movie. That's interesting. Okay. It, it, it's it almost gets lost up in in that a little bit. Um. But by the way, I think the eyes of Tammy Faye. If I guarantee I'll watch that this week, do you want to do a full review next week? Yeah, can do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Because um, otherwise, it'd just be you talk about it and what we watched this week. I talk about it and what what we watched. That's next it. Week. And I'll, I'll I'll be trying to not be spoilery, so I'll just say I watched the eyes of Tammy Faye. <laughs> and then yeah, try and not fine. say anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So what what's your choice for the makeup and hairstyling? Coming to America. I don't think it's going to win, yeah. but that's what I want to win, nah. just because it'll be funny. I think, um, I think weirdly, Cruella is going to win. <laughs> yeah, so do I. I uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I would, I would. Yeah, it'd be like, yeah, all right, fair enough. Mm. Uh, international feature: Drive My Car, Flee, The Hand of God, Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom. Um, and the worst person in the world. So, the, the annoying thing about this for me is I know Drive My Car is going to win, yeah. but I've seen Flea and the worst person in the world. They were both in my top 10 of the year. Drive My Car wasn't. So, if there's anything that does slightly grind my gears, <laughs> it's, I think Flea is... Nominated for free, and it's and not going to win one. I think maybe doesn't win any. I think maybe best documentary. It's going to do it, but I think that's its best we'll, we'll chance. See. 
Yeah, like Drive My Car is a fucking behemoth in in this one. Yeah, um, Drive My Car's winning this, no problem. But I don't even know why I haven't seen the new Sorrentino yet. That is just completely on me. And I will 100% watch a film called A Yak in the Classroom. So I'm I'm not gonna hate I'm I'm not gonna hate my time watching films I don't think are gonna win. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, much quite looking forward to it, Yak in the Classroom. Yeah, absolutely. Um You can't you did you watch Flea in the end? I've not watched it yet, no, but I obviously I will be watching it. I'm actually quite looking forward to it because of the glowing yeah. reports I've heard about. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, uh, film editing. Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom making its first appearance. Um, I, tick, Tick, Boom could get this. No, I rec- I think it's going to be Dune. But yeah, I think I, I think yeah, Dune is going to clear upon the, the technical awards. I, yeah, and it, it's... The... What that film does with, like, the kind of, like, the spice fucking trips that Paul has and, like, it, like I, I, I think the the quality of the editing there really does help there and it puts you in his mind's eye. And I suppose it, it's a little bit unfair because it, is it just most noticeable editing? Um. <laughs> I think but Tick Tick Boom has that as well. I think. Yeah, that, 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 that's that's perfectly fair. Yeah, I think the but I think again, like we said with um, visual effects, I think if the editing helps tell the story or helps become part of the story, then then yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Actually. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, June. Yeah, good point. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, okay, documentary feature. Um, there's a couple here I don't know anything about if I'm absolutely honest so Ascension, Attica Flea, Summer of Soul Writing with Fire now Ascension, Attica and Writing with Fire I'm looking forward to watching them to and like seeing what they are like expanding my horizons 100% up for that um, I've got a feeling Summer of Soul might do it because people really like Summer of Soul mm. and I just feel so fucking bad for Flea that it could be the first film to ever get documentary, international and animated nods and not get any of them. That feels wrong. Which which makes me think that um, Flea might win on this because of that. Um but yeah, I think it's between that and Summer of Soul. Um, and isn't Questlove... I might have heard this wrong. Isn't Questlove doing the uh, music for this year's Oscars? <laughs> he, he, he was like the DJ there last year. Yeah. So, uh, could, do you remember that? Like, they oh, did that God, fucking yeah. really weird, almost like half-time show thing where they had... Um, uh, God, it was an older actress doing... Glenn Close, Glenn Close yeah, there. and like they had her doing some sort of trivia quiz. Yeah, and it ended up being a little bit embarrassing because it turned yeah. out it was rehearsed. It, it was Lil Rel Howry was doing it with her, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. God, that was weird. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay, so costume design, Cruella, Cyrano getting its one nomination. Good for you, Cyrano. Uh, that. 
I don't know, like Joe Wright directing a musical adaptation of Cyrano starring Peter Dinklage and it just fucking disappears. Yeah, do you know what? Thank fuck. <laughs> Haven't seen it yet. <laughs> we'll watch it, but just everything that you've just explained there made me go, God, I hope that fails. <laughs> and I'm not yeah, yeah, about I putting negativity out into the world anymore. <laughs> And I mean, and this like I, I do, I do kind of feel I haven't seen Cyrano yet, but it's like, like hearing that Joe Wright was basically like, no, we're making this film in lockdown and we're doing this now because I want to give people work. And it's like you can't argue with that. It, you know, it was well intentioned. I, I, I look forward to seeing the film, but yeah, one nomination that feels like Universal done fucked up. They don't really have anything else either. Um, like, I think Licorice Pizza was distributed by them, but I think it's more an MGM joint. So, but anyway, uh, Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, West Side Story. Cruella? No. <laughs> How does it not? Cruella, now, you see, this is where I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to get thrown sideways. I think Cruella, that's the one it should win, is costume. It's going to get best makeup and hairstyling, but it should win costume, but it isn't going to win costume. What is? I think it's between June and West Side Story. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I, okay. I don't think Cruella's going to win um, best costume, which makes no sense, but I just got a feeling. Okay. I think they're gonna give it. Yeah, I think they're gonna give it best makeup and hairstyling. Interesting. When the, it really doesn't even have that much makeup and hairstyling, really. <laughs> Interesting. Right, we're 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 get we're getting through it. We're getting through it. Cinematography: Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, West Side Story. It would be fucking cool if The Tragedy of Macbeth got this, but I think it's going to be The Power of the Dog. It's going to be The Power of the Dog. Yeah. 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 Okay. Animated. Encanto. Encanto. Three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luca. The Mitchells versus the Machines. Raya and the Last Dragon. Very fucking cool that the Mitchells versus the Machines got in there. Yes. Um. That that that's lovely. That's really cool. Um. But yeah. It's Encanto. Yeah, it's in Canada, it's in Canada. isn't it? Um, yeah. Which is... Uh, it is literally the, the one out of those five I like the least. <sighs> yep. But it's going to be in Canto. It's going to be in Canto. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, actress in a supporting role. Ooh. Jessie Buckley. Fucking yes. Like, that... I literally went fuck yeah to myself as I was walking Kiki and listening to the nominations this afternoon. The th- thing very is, happy th- with that. That one came out of nowhere, but then... It, yeah, it, didn't but, it, but it? But it's very deserved. Yeah. And it was really early, actually. It might have been one of the fir- first nominations. I think it was like... I was the thinking, f- fuck me, it's the last I think it was door. the first. do something here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ariana DeBose, Judy Dench, Kirst- uh, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Anjanou Ellis. Um, uh, right. It, right. I mean, we all know it's going to win this. Ooh. So Ooh. it's going to be uh, Ariane DeBose. It's going to win this. Um, however, right? Judy Dench getting nominated ahead of uh, Katrine Baif uh, makes no sense. Uh, 
And Julian is good in it in Belfast. I liked Belfast. Julian is good in it, but that makes no sense. It just it just doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. And again, like Prada Dog, don't love it. Um, don't think it's gonna deserve all of what it gets, but don't begrudge it getting all it's gonna get. I think. Kirsten Dunn's actually a bit crap in it. I I I think she's definitely the weak link out of the actors. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm a little I'm a little surprised Kate Blanchett didn't get in for Don't Look Up, and I think it says something about how Don't Look Up is not that strong that she didn't. Because Dunst had been on the periphery a little bit. Yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised Dunst got nominated for this. It, and, it, it, it seems and, like and the somebody fact, the fact is. Balfe didn't get nominated as well, like as you know, as well as Dent. Yeah, it seems like somebody really, really wanted surprising. to get Power the Dog above like ten nominations, and then they just fucking shot too far. Yeah, I, I think that kind of says almost in actor in the supporting role as well. Um, but we'll we'll get to that. But um. I would love to see Jesse Buckley get it, but I don't. I, I I don't think she's going to. It's going to be Ariana DeBose, and I think that's fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, but my pick out of those would be, out of those ones, would be Jesse Buckley. Yeah, agree. Actress in a leading role: uh, Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers. Real sh- surprise that one. Uh, Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos and Kristen Stewart getting in for Spencer. So, being the Ricardos, if that got nom, if if Sorkin got nominated or if it got Best Picture, I'd say Nicole Kidman was fucking nailed on. As it is, I think it might be Coleman. I think it's gonna be Coleman. Yeah, I think, I think it's gonna be Coleman. I think. Stuart, it's it, she's. I just, I, 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 I just don't think there's the momentum there for it anymore, um, and I don't think she's. I don't think she's likable enough. I, I'm not saying that's that's right, uh, but I don't think within those circles she's particularly liked that well. If if there's a spoiler here. I think it's Cruz. I think it was... She's already got one. And I just don't think it's strong what, enough. Uh, what is, what's that supporting for Vicky Cristina Barcelona? Yeah. But that, I mean, that was a long time yeah, ago, no, eh? I, just, I, I, I think with her, I think that, that it's a... I think they've nominated her again. I, I think it's a... That just jumps out a little bit, that category, for me, as these are five popular actresses. Both. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's... Um... The Kidman one scenes... <laughs> I haven't seen, I haven't seen Bican, the, being the Ricardos, but the Kidman one scenes are a bit boring. I... I... I like it. I, I, again, I wouldn't begrudge it. I would rather see Coleman, Cruz, or Stewart win, but I, I, I like being the Ricardos more than it seems like most people around film Twitter do. Um, 
and I think she's I think she's very good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jessica Chastain is going to be campaigning all over the place. Yes, she will. She is going to be attending every single fucking party, and don't you know? Don't, don't count her out. Like I, I, I think this is I think this is actually pretty competitive. But if, yeah. if, if being the Ricardos was more popular among people other than actors, I, 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 I think Kidman would be nailed on. But as it is, any one of them could potentially win, depending on how the how the campaign, campaigning goes. I don't think it's going to be the power of the film. I think it's going to be the power of the campaign. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be Colman. I think it's Colman's going to get it. Um, and I agree. Actor in a supporting role: Kieran Hines for Belfast, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, Cody Smith McPhee for The Power of the Dog. So, if The Power of the Dog can get two actors in a supporting role, but Belfast can't get two actresses in a supporting role, that's interesting. Yeah, Plemons, I is very very lucky to be there. Yeah, I think. um, good good for him. And him and uh, he and Dunst are going to have a lovely night out. What a date night that is! Fucking hell. Um, but yeah, um, the 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 easy money is on Cody Smith McPhee. But I again wonder if Coda could pull a spoiler here, and people do like Kieran Hines in Belfast. Yes, they do. Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, he's really good in it. Yeah, it, he has a lot more to do than Judy Dench. I'll say that. I just Cody Smith McPhee. It's going to be Cody Smith. It almost feels like it, it's probably going to be him, but he's going to have plenty of fucking chances in the future. You got a, a deaf actor and Kieran Hines. I don't know, like. It'd be cool to give it to one of them. I but hey, maybe that's I'm saying that because I thought Cody Smith McPhee was fine. I, I and I am with you on that. And when people are going, oh, it's Cody Smith McPhee. He's definitely got a win. It's like, but it, is he that good though? Yeah, yeah. And people go, yeah. oh well, yeah, he gets over that awkwardness. Like, but isn't that just Cody Smith McPhee? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit. I don't know. I, I don't begrudge him winning it, but it just feels a little bit like... Not, I've never seen a Cody Smith McPhee performance where I've watched it and looked at it and thought that he's stretching himself in any way. <laughs> like, that no, this is a yeah. challenge. They, you could literally pick any of the characters up from any of his movies and drop them into a different movie, and I don't think they're that different. It'd be like Caleb Landry Jones um, getting nominated for playing a meth dealer. Yeah, it really would. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it would be that. It's, it's, you know, you could pick up Caleb Landry Jones for a lot of his what is it and drop them in, and the characters aren't that different. But again, Caleb Landry Jones is is a at least a fun and charismatic actor. Caleb Landry Jones looks like he'd be a fun pint. Whereas he, he, he'd be a fucking terrifying part. I fucking love to go for a pint. Imagine where that would lead, right? You. Yeah, but I'd be, I, I would, I would be up for that night. Whereas Cody Smith McPhee, you'd sit down and go, wait, drink, 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 and you go, what do you want to drink? And he go, can I have some water. You'd be like, ah, oh, fucking hell. 
like, yeah, fine. And then he goes to the water, is it? And Kilmada Jones and just crack two pills into it and go, that's his water. Let's just fucking see where this goes. Like, yeah, this yeah. is going fucking mental, this is. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, quite. Um, yeah, it's going to be Smith McPhee, yes. but I haven't even seen Belfast, and it's like, give it Kieran Hines, that'll be fun. Um, yeah. Actor. Javier Bardem for being the Ricard- Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. I am very glad Andrew Garfield has a nomination. He's got no chance of winning, but I'm so fucking ah, glad that he made it. I think he might, Nah, it's a knife fight. It's a knife fight between Cumberbatch and Smith. I think the airs without the Smith thing. I think it's, I, I, I personally I, think it's I between think Garfield and Cumberbatch because I think Garfield can campaign like a motherfucker for this one. Now Smith has that nomination, he is going to be all over the fucking place. Yeah, but the thing with Smith is Smith's not as charismatic when he's being Will Smith being charismatic. He's charismatic when he's Will Smith as a Will Smith character being charismatic. You know, he's going to be there, pressing the flesh, shaking his hand and going, and going, do you know how many people I fucked in this room? He's like, what? Yeah. yeah. We had some weird sex once over there. Like, what? Why? This is a school. It's going to be... <laughs> I mean... It's going to be odd. Whereas, Cumberbatch, I just don't think cares that much, which I think is quite cool. No, I, I, th- I, th- I think that, yeah, and that's a, absolutely a fair point. I, I think I at some know. point I'd... Cumberbatch is going to say that he that in some kind of thing is going to say that he thinks Andrew Garfield should win it. <laughs> that would rule. I mean, and I yeah, the thing is we've been quite critical of Benedict Cumberbatch in the past, but A, if he wins it, it's he's very, good. very good in The Power of the Dog. Yep. Like, really fucking good in The Power of the Dog. And B, he seems like a decent dude. Oh, absolutely, yeah. In our, in our pint thing, again, I think he'd be a great pint. But, like, not like a Caleb Landry Jones, like you're going to wake up in Denmark with a fucking dead horse kind of good pint. But, like, it'd just be like... It, it, yeah. it, he'd, <laughs> he'd tell you some great stories, but he wouldn't try and own mm. the room for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, if Andrew Garfield got it, I'll probably wake people up in the house from shouting. I think he's going to get it. I've just got a feeling. I've just got a feeling I think he's going to be the one that gets it. And I think it's going to make everybody... I think he's going to get a weird, like, ovation because I think he's a lot more liked than people think. Yeah. No Way Home really helped as well. Mm. So, you know, but yeah. Um, I will say though, Javier Bardem is cracking in being the Ricardo. So I was, I'm surprised he got in there, but he's he's good. You know, he's he's not going to win, but he's good. No, he's not going to win because he's too busy telling people that his, his childhood crush was ET. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was fucking weird. It's, it's, it, it's, um, it, he is like he's going to interviews going. What can I say that makes me look skeezy? I, I I I don't know. I respect how fucking wild that is, though. But um, yeah. So Javier Bardem, love to see him about. Denzel, yeah, cracking. You know, for like he's he's good in Tragedy of Macbeth. You know, we we were okay on that film. But, but uh, right, right. That's the one I, I I fucking love Denzel. 
uh, to get out there. That's the one that feels like he's been nominated because it's Denzel Washington playing Macbeth, not because it's a great performance. It's just Denzel Washington doing Macbeth. There's just nothing... It... The, 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 there are more interesting things about that adaptation of Macbeth than any of the acting. Yeah, it's that's fair. I just, I, it, it's a okay. wasted nomination. I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know because it, it, it kind of feels like okay. Well, who was going to be like next then? DiCaprio for Don't Look Up again I'm, would have been I'm a wasted that. nomination. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I, d- I don't know. I think it's interesting. The thing is, Denzel's going to do fuck all of the awards circuit no, as well. You he, know, because he knows he's not going to um, win, and I don't. I, I don't think he's that bothered. Should give it to fucking Craig. No. Never would do. Should give it to Craig. I, I I wouldn't begrudge that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge that. The um, I, I tell you what, the lead guy from Worst Person in the World. The um, for those who have seen it, the. The like the first boyfriend she has, I wouldn't have begrudged that. He's got one of the great film monologues. Mm, I, I, I sort of, I've, I've seen a lot of people talking about how fucking great he is in that. I honestly, I think, I think, I think, thought about that monologue every fucking day since watching that film. I'm very much looking forward to catching that film. Like you, yeah, you fucking need to get worst person in the world watched. I tell you what, like, yeah. Anyway, directing. I've got two more to go, thank God, because I need to pee like a motherfucker. <laughs> it's, so it's, got... it's Jane Campion. Yeah, it's Jane Campion. Yeah, so it's Belfast, Drive My Car, Licorice Pizza, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. It is Jane Campion. It is fucking locked. It's locked, yeah. Absolutely. Um, don't begrudge Jane Campion winning a Academy Award for Best Director. No, straight up. And don't no, begrudge you winning an Academy Award for Best Director for this film. No, quite. Good film. Good movie, but yeah, I, I I will prob I think I will watch it again before the Oscars. I think I probably will. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, best picture: Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. You see, this is the thing. I am really surprised how few times I've said "Don't Look Up." Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I just I don't I just, think it was good it was fun it's like that I don't think it was ever going to be a I, I, I'm, I'm surprised it got as many as it did mm. it's not that okay fair it's, enough it's, it's a decent film it's not that good it's, it, it's good mm. it's not that good should be nominated for best picture I am surprised Nightmare Alley made it yep um, but it it is a well admired film and you know I, 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 I like it and to be honest, thinking back on our review, I think I like it more than I expressed in the review, if I'm absolutely honest. Um but I think it's got major problems and you know, if I'm gonna fucking stand for something, I think Tick Tick Boom or The Lost Daughter would have been more worthy of a slot than Nightmare Alley. Tick, tick, boom. The last I mean, daughter. I, to be fair, I would have said more, more worthy to drive my car as well. Yeah, but, yeah. tick, tick, boom. Sorry. Last daughter. Again, I'm going to fucking say it, but um, they opened up Best Picture to 10 films, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. I think I know what you're going to right. say. Right, yeah. 
so that they could have a broader scale of films because it was getting boring. Because if this was five movies, it would be Power of the Dog, West Side Story, Licorice Pizza, King Richard, and maybe Belfast. Dune. Oh, Belfast. Yeah, yeah you're right. And that, that's, that's what it would have been. And that would have been fine, but it would have been a bit boring. Um, and it, 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 you know, it doesn't acknowledge... This is the thing that's, that... that and the Oscars don't matter. We've said this already. But this is the thing. that It opened it up, but the problem is there's still a gatekeeper element to this in the sense that... Sure. That they're deciding what is what is worthy of being celebrated. So the reason why I think that, for instance, something like um, Spider-Man, no way home, or whatever it was, I can forget which one it Those is. Those die. Um, <laughs> what are you thinking? Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or no time to die. There, you know these. Yeah. People will go. People will scoff at the idea of. Well, you can't do that. It, you know, it's a Bond movie. You can't do that. It, it's a. It's a. It's a Spider-Man movie, right? But there's a couple of things there. One, why? They're both really good movies. One of them was both of our favourite movie of the la- of last year. But yeah. for some reason, it's like they're pre-discounted from celebration because they're popular. How does that make sense? You know, that I suppose it, it it baffles me. It, it, and what they do is they give them these technical uh, nominations and awards just to kind of keep it in the background, so they can say, "Well, we are celebrating them." But there's this. Well, well no, <laughs> fuck off. You know, there's an there's an element of film that they're not taking on board in the sense that. You know, you, you're Drive My Car, and I feel like a bashing Drive My Car film I haven't even seen, the film that you enjoyed. But there, that's because critics liked it. You can't say it's because audiences liked it or anything like that. And yeah, it is, it, they're discounting the fact that audiences liked it. They say, well, whether audience like it or not, doesn't matter, it's on the quality of the film. But you, Drive My Car's getting nominated because critics fucking loved it. It, you know, it. There's a there's an element of it that is just still a little bit like kind of I I'd say move with the times, but it isn't because popular big movies when the you know in the Oscars in the fucking fifties and the forties used to get nominated and now they don't. Yeah, and that's the thing. It, it, it's an it's an oddity and it's a. It's a snobbery that still hasn't been chipped away that nobody talks about because they don't want to make it seem like they're the uncultured guy in the fucking room. You know, I think you can... You, you Should, for instance, No Time to Die win Best Picture? Probably not. Maybe, because do I think... If you threw No Time to Die in there, I'd be saying it's a better movie than the fucking rest of them. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. It's 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 difficult. But I just... I, 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 like I said earlier, I don't have a problem with Drive My Car being there because of what it kind of represents, which is like being 
prepared to look further afield and whatnot. But there's also that push pull of, but you're also not acknowledging what are actually the most popular films of the year, <laughs> you know. And it 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 doesn't it you know it does have that kind of air of okay, well here's what the shit munchers enjoyed, and it you know. And I think that's unfair. Like the whole expanding out past like five was basically a reaction to uh, the Dark Knight and Wally not getting Best Picture nominees. Um, but 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 then they've not but, done what the idea of it was to do. No, no, I mean I think the closest you got was Black Panther. Um, but yeah. like, which is mad because there's 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 a lot to that film where it's like. Really, mm. but there's an awful lot of that film that's like, okay, I get yeah. it. You know, it was kind of like a mo, like it that captured a moment very, very well. It was a cultural moment, and, um, and that that's why it got nominated, and and, and a perfectly fucking reasonable thing. Yeah, yeah, quite. Um, but yeah, it's you know, if you're looking at popular films, like Don't Look Up was watched by an absolute fuck ton of people over Christmas. Dune did really well. The Power of the Dog was a massive hit on Netflix. That's you know that's the thing. Many more people have seen The Power of the Dog than have seen West Side Story or Nightmare Alley, Licorice Pizza, like any of them, apart from maybe Dune. Yep. And uh, but but, but know, it, it's I, right. However, and this is where the the thing that gets in there. Power of the Dog is not a is not a Netflix movie and wasn't on Netflix wasn't on a streaming service. It was released in the same way as I'm trying to think of a comparable movie. Um, but just it released in the conventional way. That movie doesn't get... Like a licorice pizza where it gets like a platform release and then kind of plays yeah. cities and that's about that's it. That's it. Right? Still we'll get all the nominations and everything like that but nowhere near. I would say... I'd be generous in saying ten to fifteen percent of the people would have seen it. Well, yeah, 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 but you know, we we live in a world where Netflix oh, has yeah. done well to promote. And I mean, like Netflix do an awful lot to bury shit, you know. But at the same time, the power of the dog was it was a big hit. I suppose what I'm trying to say is, no, okay, not as many people have seen the power of the dog as they have Spider Man. But at the same time, many more people have seen The Power of the Dog, which is a two-hour psychosexual western directed by Jane yeah. Campion. What, what, I, what I'm meaning there is, is you know, fucking fair play Netflix. They released that big. They didn't, they didn't release it as one of the other movies they had that week. They went, yeah. fuck it, we're going for this. We, this is a movie we want to, we want to, we want people to to know about. I don't know. It it's interesting, and I think Netflix. If Netflix have their first best best picture win, and it's for the power of the dog, I hope that that encourages streamers to put their money into films like the power of the dog. You know, and it's like Net Nightmare Alley bombed at the box office. I hope that now it's available on HBO Max and Hulu in the US that this nomination is going to make more people watch Nightmare Alley. You know, like, I, I, I hope that all these films are signal-boosted. And I, I mean that for, like, all of them. Yeah. Um, but, but also, to be fair, Belfast, right? 
Belfast has done nine million pound in the UK. That's huge. Mm. It's done. It's already beat West Side Story. It's only been out for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, it's gonna do double digits over here, which is the equivalent of a film in the US grossing over a hundred million dollars. Yeah. You know, so it, it's. I the Oscars continue to be a general force for good for me with these nominations. Um, I, I, three of them are sight unseen, but so far I don't begrudge in, in any of them. I'm sad, like I say, I'm sad Lost Daughter, Tick Tick Boom, No Time to Die, didn't make it. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm fine, and I think The Power of the Dog would be a perfectly fine winner for Best Picture. A little bit boring, don't get me wrong, yeah, it's a little in bit terms boring. of we know it's going to win and there's not really much excitement to the whole like process, but I don't know. Jane Campion having that kind of success, like good honour. Yeah, that that you, you can't fault it. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm 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 all right with that. But yeah, yeah. Power of the dog is is going to win it. And do you know what? It makes me more look forward to Coda. Like seeing these nominations, I'm like, yeah. Do you know what? Maybe it's not going to be the vegetables I thought it was. Yeah, and apparently it, it, it's very much not. Uh, I was talking to me who watched it the other day and was saying it, it's surprisingly quite funny. Yeah, there you go. I'll take that. You know, so... Yeah, exactly. And, hey, next year, Netflix have got the new Fincher. Apple have got the new Scorsese. Yep. Let's fucking go. (laughs) And, and, you know, I mean, Kugler should be back with Wakanda forever. Let's see if that can do anything. I have a feeling Apple... I have a feeling that's going to be the first movie Apple are going to go huge. On. Yeah, agree. Hmm. Um, so that was over an hour. Yeah. <laughs> on the Oscars. <laughs> so, do we want to maybe skip trailers and get straight to the reviews? They weren't anywhere. <laughs> I light year. Yeah. Looks all right. Looks fine. There you go. <laughs> Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four and five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one is a cold, dead heart? Yeah, The Dark Knight has got all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, I was like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film, Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, hey, Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. 
Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape. Quantum Leap. To giving up finding new content on Netflix and just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation or... Parks and Recreation. I think that we can all agree. There's a lot to be said for that. You can't beat a good rewatch. So, with that in mind, join Anna and Mike from Chinstroke vs. Panzilla as we burn through some of our favourite franchises and share our immediate reactions to each instalment in both spoiler and non-spoiler sections. To do that, do a search for the rewatch project with Hannah and Mike on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be, or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. Gee, didn't set myself up for failure on this one. Aaron, please relax. A bear... That was Knoxville's idea. Dude. That was not my idea. Oh, Aaron, it was great footage. <laughs> I, I got to get out of this let's, thing. So let's, 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 and you're putting honey on me. And salmon? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, right. Let's, let's review a movie. Fuck yeah. Even, I got to say, I really fucking enjoyed that. Yes. Oh no, I did as well. Yeah. Right. I, I hope listeners yeah, did as well. Yeah. I think they will do because I think yeah, that, was, absolutely. That, that was a good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. 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 Um, absolutely. Right. Nice one. Jackass Forever is mm. written by. Yeah, we're reviewing that from the sublime to the ridiculous. It's written by a bunch of fucking mad cons. Um, stars. Yeah, the, the the people that you expect it to start. So you've got you know John Oxfell's there, Steve O's there, Wee Man's there, Chris Pontius is there, Dev England's there. Danger Aaron's there more than in any other of his of the movies. Yeah, Preston yeah. Lacey. Um, he, he drew the fucking short straw he, he on this he? one. Yeah. Um, and he got some new people uh, in there as well, uh, and and a few sort of Boobies. famous faces. Um, yeah, there's not much to say about Jackass Forever other than it's it's a fourth Jackass movie. That's kind yeah, of... Yeah, I think we might make some time back with this one, Mark. <laughs> There's a possibility we might, yeah. Um, so, Ian, was there a worry going at this that it was a bit like, right, it was funny when it was a bunch of, like, early, mid-twenties idiots being idiots? And then the last one was, like, ten years ago... And at that point, you already thought, right, these guys are in their mid-30s now. It's getting a little bit like, should you guys really be doing this? Was there a point now where you were like, am I about to watch this just going, you guys really shouldn't be doing this anymore? 
I'll be honest, no. Um, <laughs> I, you know, you got the Silver Fox Johnny Knoxville, um, just absolutely still bossing it with what he's doing. Steve-O seems as up for it as ever. Like, it, it, it just feels like they're winding back the years. It feels alive. It feels celebratory. It's funny. Um, I mean, just to maybe further cut back some time, um, most of my what we were watching this week was the three other Jackass films. And I, I don't... I don't think it's quite got the the high high highs of those, um, and just like the fucking puerile shit that makes me laugh, like the the butt chug from I think number two is maybe one of the funniest things I've ever seen, <laughs> um, and most most specifically. When they have to plunge his ass to like make it all pour <laughs> out, um, uh, so yeah, I mean it's maybe not got that, but the Silence of the Lambs skit <laughs> is incredible. Every single thing about that is incredible. It's it it the, the uh, what kind of makes that uh, with the exception of like you've got Pontius just fucking. Doing Buffalo Bill in the corner, <laughs> even though nobody can see him, he can't see anybody's reaction to it. Is brilliant, but it's when they get into the other room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like that. The the bigger guy, bless him, when he's like, like he, he's jumping over that thing, and he just gets like, what are they like, mouse traps or whatever? Mouse like, traps um, and thumbtacks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was him, thumbtacks. And it, it, it like, bless him. Uh, you know, it, it's... There's just such simple fucking sniggering joy that comes from all of that. And what I think helps compared to Jackass 3 as well is you watch Jackass 3, there's a lot of slow-mo, there's a lot of stuff that's obviously for free. Yeah. Like, the title sequence of Jackass 3 is just, like, it's a bunch of meh stuff but it's slowed down. It's supposed to look impressive in 3D. Not great. Do you know what's great? Dressing up Pontius's dick as a Godzilla and just having it fucking romp around and then having a fucking, what is it, like a scorpion or something go at it at the a end. A turtle, a mini turtle, um, isn't it? It's a mini sea oh, turtle. turtle. Sorry, it's a turtle. There's so many different animals in these things. Sorry. that Yeah, that's a turtle. It, it, it just like yeah fantastic I, I, don't, I, I honestly I don't think I've got much more to say other than I think the new guys were, were good I thought Poopies was going to be annoying when he first came on but he won me over mm. um, and I would be more than happy to watch a series with the new guys and maybe a couple of the older guys doing stuff every now and then um, it's it's a win I I think it's probably tying for my least favourite with Jackass 3D but I, I really really like them all so that's not faint praise yeah it, it, it's my it's actually my second favourite nice fair play yeah. what's your favourite Jackass the first one's the best one for me okay 
Um, yeah, um, I just I don't I, I agree with you. I don't think it has. I don't think there's any bit of it that is as high as any singular bit um, that any of the others have. Um, sure. So you know th- th- there are really sort of high points within. Um, you know, number one, I think from start to finish is pretty much there. Um, I, I mean, the butt X-ray is. Just incredible, yeah. Like the butt, the butt X, right? Like that doctor's reaction and whatnot. Like the hidden camera stuff with that is amazing. Yeah, I, I think I'm, personally, I, I, I wasn't too much of a fan of number two. I thought they, they did a little bit too much of let's dress people up as old people thing in that, and it was a little bit annoying. Um, oh, there is quite a lot of that. Yeah, you're right. But stuff like the just in this. Um, Jeez, I think almost all of the stunts are a good, healthy level of chuckle um, to them. Um, and the fucking cup test was just beautiful. <laughs> but, I mean, but it yeah. kept on and, going to different places. Like, yeah, how long that actually goes on for was was something. And just like that ice hockey player... Who just seems to hate Aaron, and he's like running at him with the stick, and he's like, "I'm gonna fuck you up, Aaron!" Before he fucking hits yeah, him, like, yeah, it's before he's even come out, he just shouts, "I'm gonna kill you!" Yeah, yeah, that's and right. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Oh man, no, I mean, like, he was really into it, and that's the thing. It's like the participants have all obviously grown up on Jackass, and are just like, "I'm in Jackass. This is fucking amazing." Yep. Um. One one slight criticism I do have, they brought on one woman, and she like it's the fact that she's barely even in the audience for the ones that she's not in. It's like they just wheeled her in to do the ones that she's in, and then wheel her out. And I felt bad about that. Um, that she doesn't feel like she's part of the crew. No, um, Pontius got asked about this. Uh, on a mm. podcast, I believe, um, and he sort of said, "The problem is, a lot of our stunts are a little bit gross." He said, "So it's one thing getting, mm. um, you know, it's one thing getting two fucking dildos and dressing them up like with boxing gloves and making them punch Preston in the ball sack, um, or a, you know, a B fucking." cup for uh, Steve he said you can't it, it, it would look fucking creepy as fuck a bunch of mid 40s guys wanting to do stuff to a girl um, it, I, no, I, I don't buy that I don't buy that what, what, really do you not think like no. what could they have done but no, I mean, I no, I mean, I'm not ne- no, I'm not necessarily saying the actual stunts doing them on her, but her just being around. She is in, like, she's around know, for quite a few of them in the like, on, like, watching them. There's a lot of them where she's not there, and I I don't know I. It didn't feel to me like she was much a part of the gang as the other new cast members were. No, um, but I, 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 I just think that maybe it's just because she's probably a little bit too smart to fucking throw herself down a fucking ramp covered in loop. No, but I mean, but 
I, I don't know. Is it... Is it just that inherently male, then? I don't know. I just, like, there's plenty of women who laugh at jackass. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong, Donna doesn't. But, and, and you know, and obviously Be- Becky, like, made very clear she wasn't interested in seeing it. So I, 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 I don't know. But, I mean, I, I, I feel like... I, I, I don't know. It, it, I, I, I feel like if they were going to do that little with her just don't have her in there because it, it makes it more conspicuous to just have like a token woman who is there for a bit of it I, I can see point, point, just I can see I can see the idea with, with that of maybe of just not having her but then there's the, another bit there the possibility that that there was more that they did with it and they were just crap <laughs> Maybe, may, yeah, but I, I, yeah, maybe. Because there's one maybe. of the end credits um, that's actually that's her that's actually quite that I laughed at quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, I don't know. Um, also, I, I I will be honest. I was playing a bit of spot the bam because I knew he was in it for like one seat, uh, one. Yeah, he's, he's in the uh, the marching band one. Yeah, the, yeah, when they're on the they like march onto the treadmill. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So that mu- that must have been one of the first ones they recorded. Yeah. The weird, weird thing is, um, you can basically tell what was recorded before COVID and what was recorded after COVID because what was recorded before COVID, Knoxville's got his hair dyed, and what's recorded after COVID, he's <laughs> back to his natural hair colour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite. And it, it's I don't know. It, it, it it's one of those like. Uh, that kind of growing number but it feels like it will be limited thankfully limited number of films that is obviously a covid era film mm. um but it's it's an interesting document you know and it, it, it like the whole do they god do they say it in the film where it's just like you know we're doing all this like health and safety stuff you know, it's like we're being really safe with all the COVID. No, and we're still no. gonna blow someone up in a. Yeah, it basically, it's like, it's like we've got oh, we've got enough going on, and, and you know, we've got all this health and safety stuff on, but you can't even go to the toilet without getting blown up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's it it very much seems like they had an awful lot of fun making this, like as a collective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of, of, of the guys, and a lot of it seems to have been shot at one of their houses. Yeah, yeah, it's good on him for doing it, and Knoxville's insisted that this is his last one, and the thing is, if they were to do any more, I'd be fine with him not doing the stunts, but just, Uh, like, being the grand poobah. He's he's commented on that, though, as well, Um, I think in a GQ interview. Uh, where they said, you know, well, couldn't you just do that and that? And he went, no. He said, because the problem is, at some point, somebody would turn around to me and say, oh, do you fancy doing this? He said, and I don't say, I won't say no. I'll just go, oh, okay, yeah. He said, but if we made another one in three years' time, I'm in my 50s then. He said, and that's that's the problem. He He said, I have to be away from this so I don't, do it because they will literally go 
oh, we're going to shoot, we're going to need to shoot this cannon. Do you fancy doing it, Knoxville? And I'll go, yeah, why not? He said, I, I, I can't, I can't not. And that's the thing. He said, so that's why this has to be the last of it. Um, yeah, okay. Fair and on. as well, it didn't feel like they were coming back for a, a cash count. It seems like, no. you know, with the exception of one of them, that they're all doing all right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, quite. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, to be fair, if any, if any one of them was gonna not be in it, I'm kind of glad it was Bam anyway. Yeah, so, like I like the rest of the cast. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've never got on with Bam. I think I said it in the group chat. He was the one who always felt like he was doing it in a nasty way. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the thing is with Bam, he's either doing skateboardy stuff or he's terrorizing his parents. Mm. It doesn't get that in. If there's like group ones that involve physical damage to themselves, then he's doing it. But he's never really putting himself out there singularly. Mm. I, I don't think Bam without Ryan Dunn works. Yeah, and they're, 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 yeah, I mean, there is that as well. Um, it's a nice little tribute to Ryan Dunn at the end as well. I'm glad they did that. Oh, the, um, the, the, the fucking musical chairs bit though where fucking Wee Man flips over the back of the chair for no oh. reason. And then that, yeah, that shit's all like down there and they're like, oh shit, wow. <laughs> like... The thing is, the mad thing is, this movie will make a really like big chunk of money. And it costs like nothing to make. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking the move there's a there's a bit in it where they've literally got flip flops tied to uh what looks like rowing machines parts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That hit people in the crotch that looks like it really fucking hurts. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um yeah. No, I mean, I think apparently it cost like twenty million, but I think a lot of that was probably COVID safety protocol stuff. I, I read ten million it cost. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I maybe I got that wrong. But yeah, and yeah, I I, I, I good on them. You know, they did it. It's still funny. Yep. It, it's still funny. It, it it still it still lands. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Oh, and and Dick, and Dick House is low key one of the great production company logos. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the rainbow, the chicken, perfect. Yeah, spot on. Um, so, have you got any what you've been watching? Other the jackasses. What was the Twitter poll? Oh, definitely not shit. And what was the Twitter poll? Oh god, yeah, definitely not shit. Thrown off. Let me have a double check on this. Let's have a look. Where are we? Come on, Twitter. Definitely not shit. Ninety-two percent, and shit eight percent. What I will say there is, if you have gone into Jackass, right, to watch the Jackass movie, and you have not enjoyed it, why did you go? Yeah, you know, this is the fourth. And I did three series. You know what you're going for. 
if you went see it and you didn't enjoy it, I would be baffled as to why the fuck you went in the first place. What I will say is, um, there was maybe 20-odd people in my audience, um, and there was an, a massive amount of enjoyment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, including, yeah so. including one girl who really, really fucking enjoyed it. Oh, really? Like, really, yep. really yep. it? You know when they say about the... Um, the um, the, the um, pigs produce the most semen of any, what is it? Um, hmm. When it came out and they showed, like, per, like, they can produce whatever it is uh, per time, uh, she turned around to her boyfriend and went, That's way more than you. <laughs> um. Which kind of hit everybody in the cinema turned around and look at them. And, and, and he just kind of went, Thanks, Claire. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> yep, hearty chuckle fest. <laughs> That's good. Fucking hell. Um, so, yeah, I've only got one other what, what, what I watched. The Mighty Sing 2. Oh, yes. <laughs> With the weirdest fucking soundtrack. Yeah, so, um, yeah, sequel to Sing, uh, written and directed again by Garth Jennings. Um, so, writer-director of Son of Rambo and The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, he's made himself a little niche um, making these films, and you know, fair play to him. So, the first did, thing was I did was not know perfectly... he did that. I did not know he did these. Yeah, oh yeah. Wow. Fair He's play. like the creative force behind them. Yeah. Um, so the first one is like it's just like a fun enough talent show thing. Um, with loads of these animals coming together for, for this talent show, hosted by a koala, uh, voiced by Matthew McConaughey, who's kind of making up a bunch of shit. They find success at the end of the first one, and this one starts with them putting on a production of Alice in Wonderland uh, where uh, Let's Go Crazy um, from the Purple Rain soundtrack uh, soundtracks their production. Um, which is great. <laughs> I'll be honest, it's brilliant. Um, and uh, yeah, so they are... There's a talent scout there, and he says, it, it, she says to Buster Moon, you know, this is a nice show. It's a cute show for kids, but that's about all it is. And he wants to do more. Um, a the One of the pigs in his crew, voiced by Nick Kroll, um, wants to put on a sci-fi musical spectacular. And um, they get the chance to do that in a Las Vegas-like place. Uh, where they are given the chance to do that as long as they can lure Cab Calloway, a lion who has retired from the music scene uh, after the loss of his wife, um, to perform in the show. The lion is voiced by Bono, and the songs that he has become famous for in the world of Sing are all U2 songs. So... Um, 
it it is a bit like a like a dream after eating too many smarties <laughs> is is sing too but it, in a, a a perfectly enjoyable way it it you know don't get me wrong it's not a banger i'm not annoyed that it didn't make best the best animated feature nominations but the kids in the fucking audience were wrapped um the songs of you two seem to speak to children they like Lottie was well in a kid behind us was literally gripping the back of Lottie's seat like basically stood up pulling himself in just staring at the screen um while um oh god it's not stuck in a moment that that play that song plays earlier only to be with I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, streets of no name. Playing. Hang on. So is it called The Streets of well, the Streets, well, have, the no streets name, have No yeah. Name? Or, yeah. That always gets me. So it's yeah. not called I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Yeah. Anyway. That kid, like, but it wasn't just this kid. All the kids were, like, really into it. But it's, like I say, it's got Prince. It's Got a couple of Taylor Swift songs, but from the album that people don't like, Reputation, which I respect. It's got a Mercury Rev song at one Yeah, time. it's got Holes um, by Mercury Rev in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it actually makes sense for the moment that it's in. Um, System of a Down um, at one moment. And um, yeah, I mean, it's... A film that just seems to love music and love colour and wants to be fun. And I enjoy. I definitely took, uh, remembered it a lot more than I did the first one. I enjoyed it more than I remember enjoying the first one. Um, and, you know, fair play to it. it it's a hit. It, it's doing well. It's the second highest grossing animated film of the pandemic era behind um something in the uk uh just behind peter rabbit 2 uh in the us it's done over 100 million dollars you know it, it's a hit and you know fair play it's 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 a charming time it's not going to change the world but if you've got kids you'll have a decent couple of hours yeah budget 85 million gross just shy of 300 million that, yeah, and you know it's it's gonna continue on and do more. You know it's profitable and good. You know, good on Garth Jennings mm. because this it feels like. So you're doing a jukebox musical with a bunch of cute animals. That's cynical as fuck. Nah, do you know what? No, it's not. It feels like it's actually got some soul. Fair enough. You know? Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I can't say any fairer than that to be honest. Oh, was that? But yeah, that's, that's me. you, right? I'll have. I'm gonna have a fuckload more to talk about next week. Jesus. Well, I've got a couple. Uh, so I watched the Eyes of Tommy Fair, but we'll discuss that next week. Sure. Uh, watch Jackass number two, uh, but we kind of spoke about the Jackass movies. So yeah, um, my probably my least favorite Jackass movies, but I still really like it. If that makes any sense. They, I like the um, the. 
the the seesaw while the bull is going through them all. Yeah, I, I think I enjoy that. I've watched. I, well, I didn't watch number one. I didn't watch number three uh, because I watched. I watched them last year, but I missed out number two for some reason. I think. I think number one, number three were on streaming services, and number two at the time wasn't for some reason. Um, so I, I, I watched one and three uh, fairly recently. But what I would say is, having watched them all quite closely together, it does make you realise how much of like the fucking driving force behind the whole fucking thing that Knoxville really is. Like, he does all like yeah. the... He, he isn't just there to kind of like get the other people to do this shit and then just laugh at it. He will fucking throw himself in front of anything. And he's often the one going, no, let's do this. Like that fucking mind thing in number two. That's him, Bam, and Ryan Dunn that is used outside like embassies. And they show it like hitting a target and like, fuck no. And he's like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. I mean, it's going to really fucking hurt, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no. And then it goes off. And like, why are we doing this? <laughs> it, yeah. I, I, I will say. I think it's got the most, uh, best opening sequence of them as well. I think the first, number one is strong, but I, I I like how fucking anarchic the them just running from bulls is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's up there as level with one. I do like the just a big fucking shopping cart element of number one. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's fair. It's great. Just the simplicity of it. It's beautiful. Um, what else did I watch? I watched uh, The Amazing Spider-Man um, and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I, I watched Amazing Spider-Man before uh, No Way Home and I didn't, I just I didn't get round to 2. I'm, I, I'm intrigued, actually, because I know we liked 2 mm. when we reviewed it. That's it. I, how, how, how's that landed? Um... It's an odd one, in the sense that it's a lot more cartoony um, than I remember it being. Um, like it's a like Jimmy Fox's Electro is it's quite basic. There's no subtlety to his character, um, and then you've got Dane DeHaan's is a little bit more. There's more motive to that. You know, Jimmy Fox's character is literally just. Nobody notices me. Nobody pays attention to me. Oh, look, I'm Electro. Everybody's looking at me, and it, that is quite literally how basic it is. Um, but the the yeah. interestingness of it is the you know the I know some people don't like Garfield as, as Spider Man, and I can I can see why, but I do think I think he's I think he's quite a good Spider Man, but not a great Peter Parker. Because you're looking at him going, yes, that man's in his late twenties. Yeah, I mean he's he's got the quippiness down, mm. and he's just you know, I mean I talked about the Raimi Spider Mans before Chris uh, before No Way Home, and they have not aged well at all. The Andrew Garfield in the first one has aged a lot better than I think Maguire has. Oh yes, yeah, without question. Um I would go back to uh The Amazing Spider-Man 2, but I, I did I enjoyed watching it, but it did make me go 
Right, yeah. I don't think I'll ever be watching either of these movies again. I think I've, I've served my time with them. I don't need to go back and rewatch them again. Um, it just about kept my attention enough for it. But there is a little bit too much, even in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, of him swinging between things. And it's a bit like, yay, Spider-Man. We know that he swings between things. Yeah. Do we need to see more of it? So there was a little bit of that um, to it. So does it hold up and is it still entertaining? Yes. Will I ever watch it again? Probably not. But then, you know, in three years' time, no doubt I'll have watched it again. Yeah, I could see see that just one that you get the itch for. Yeah. And, you know, if if that fucking fan campaign to get an amazing Spider-Man free ever picks up steam then there'll be a good excuse to watch it again yeah i hope it doesn't and it won't it won't like garfield's like surprisingly nearly in his 40s and he just doesn't need to yeah that's it he he he, he very much doesn't need to um hmm. yeah so i i think he's he's he, he's fine. andrew garfield's gonna be just fine um, yeah, straight up he is. Yeah. Watch, re-watch Red Lights. Shit. Yeah. Good. I right. I like Red Lights. Yeah, I liked Red Lights. You liked yeah, Red Lights? I liked Red Lights. Oh no, you, really? The thing about Red Lights is... Right. So it stars Killian Murphy, Sigourney Weaver, Robert De Niro... Toby Jones, Julie Richardson, and Elizabeth Olsen. That's a good cast. A great cast. You know, there's no getting away from it. That's a good cast. And it's an intriguing um, film. And it it gets you, and it, it works until you get to the ending where it's like they couldn't think of a way to end it and then when no, this will work, this will work, and then filmed it all, and then everybody went, it don't work, and I've gone, I know it doesn't work, but literally we are, we, we literally we have to send this to them tomorrow, and they've gone, shit. <laughs> it the ending yeah. makes no fucking sense because. It, it, it literally is... Right. So the ending is... Spoiler alert for a fucking 10-year-old movie. Is that Killian Murphy's character is psychic. And he literally tells you... Yeah, so like... The, a couple of times during the and movie. And it, it kind of starts off that he's faking all this stuff, but then it actually turns out that he actually is. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. So he, he literally yeah. tells you a few times where there's one bit where Elizabeth Olsen's character says, How did you know that? And he goes, Because I'm psychic. And you think it's a joke, but he does it a couple of times. Right? But if he's psychic and he can do all of these things, why doesn't he know that De Niro's character is faking? Why can he get outsmarted by the tricks that the Nero's character is doing? It doesn't make sense of it. Um, and, 
Yeah, it ju- the ending just is daft by the end of it, which is really disappointing because had it just been a little bit more polished and a little bit more well thought out, you could have had a really good ending of Killian Murphy's character essentially coming out and confronting De Niro's character on stage and essentially outing him as the fraud that he's worked out he is in front of everybody and it isn't in the end what he does is he stands there gets angry the whole room fucking shakes the roof falls in with De Niro just stood there shouting how are you doing this and then Killian Murphy basically wanders off and shrugs his shoulders and almost says I don't know yeah but he is supposed to know (laughs) well fuck you for ruining my memory of that film (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just I did I watched it and thought have I watched like a different cut of this movie because I don't remember it being this yeah, daft sure. um, and then my final one before we get into our uh, our second feature review is uh, rewatch Quiz Show excuse me I've got an itch on my nose rewatch Quiz Show uh, a movie I've not watched since Laserdisc wow weird. yeah okay have you ever seen Quiz Show? Like, back in the day, I couldn't tell you a thing about it. Yeah. Well, I, the film I remembered was, was really good. And the film is really good, by the way. Um, but the film I remembered is that... It, the way that I remembered it is that you've got um, these two sort of characters on this Quiz Show who um, are winning and winning and winning. And then eventually it gets to the point of where... The, the producers decide that they need to sort of have a bit more control over it and then offer them, you know, the answers and bits like that. And so that happened towards, like, the, the middle of the movie. And so the first half of the movie was the build-up, then the middle was, uh, was, was that happening, and then the end of it was the fallout of that. Nope, literally within five minutes of the fucking movie starting, you find out that they're basically trying to get people to cheat and that they control the whole fucking thing. So it was a little bit of a different movie than I remembered because, you know, it was like 25, <laughs> 27 years ago since I fucking watched it. Um, it's a really good, um, like, not quite thriller, but like fun Hollywood drama. Um, is I will say that with sort of good early performances from Ray Fiennes and John Turturro um, Rob Morrow is actually um, the kind of like the hero of the piece he's he's really good in it um, and fun little turn from Scorsese as well in an acting role uh, that you don't often get uh, he's, he's, he's really quite quite yeah. quite fun in that like to the point where Becky went well, hang a minute isn't that my Scorsese? It's like, it is. It's like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, yeah, it is quite cool. Um, I'll tell you um, one project that I've got for myself for the year is a full rewatch of Scorsese. All of Scorsese's back catalogue. I'm going to do it. There's some fucking deep. Depth, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not suggesting anything for the show because that's a commitment. But I'm saying I'm going to do that. When are you starting it? 
don't know, I haven't plotted it out yet. Are you starting to have to be done that? I would have thought so, yeah. Yeah, I could get behind that. What the fuck? No, I wasn't saying that to, like, commit to a fucking Patreon. Like, we've got enough to be getting on with with the Patreon. I'll get behind that. <laughs> Maybe we put it out to a vote or something. I, can, I don't know. I could I could do that. I'm just looking at it and going, there's a lot How of really film? good watching there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there it's is. a long time since so I watched who's that knock at my I, door as well. Yeah, and I feel like even the ones that I've only wa- I've only watched once because I'm like not that bothered about them. It's like I could probably go for another crack at it now. I'm actually looking at it and going, "There ain't a fucking dud there." What's his first? Uh, who's that knocking at my door? It is. That, who's that knocking at my yeah, door? And, and then, and then, how does it run? Uh, who's that knocking at my door? Um, yeah. And then it goes boxcar Bertha. Yeah, we're just doing feature films. We're not including documentaries in here as well. Yeah, sure, sure. Let's not be completely insane. Yes, it goes. Who's that knocking at my door? Boxcar Bertha. Yeah. Mean Streets. Yeah. Alice doesn't live here anymore. Yeah. Taxi Driver. Mm. New York, New York. Raging Bull. King yeah. of Comedy. After yeah. Hours. Mm-hmm. Color of Money. Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah. Goodfellas. Yeah. Cape Fear. Age of Innocence. Mm -hmm. Casino. Yeah. Kundo. Yeah. Bringing Out the Dead. Yeah. Gangs of New York. The Aviator. Yeah. Departed. What was that? The Departed. It's my terrible Boston accent. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shutter Island. Nice. Yeah. Hugo. Yeah. The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Silence. Yeah. And the Irishman. Fucking hell. Yeah. It's not bad, it's is it? It's not bad, is it? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that's not bad. The idea of watching The Last Temptation of Christ in two years in a row is a bit <laughs> blimey. <laughs> but it's doable. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll come back right. to that, I think. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Yeah. What does it even mean to miss the rains down in Africa? The lyrics are, I bless rains down in Africa. What? No, they're not. Uh, yes, they are. It makes even less sense. Well, I should know, because I karaoke'd it at my wedding. Ah, well, I must have missed that. I was in the zone, tearing it up on the dance floor. You can't dance to save your life. Anyone ever tell you guys you bicker like a like an old married couple? It's cause she's my work wife. Back to work, rookie. I can never do. <laughs> I'm Mr. Braid. 
I would like to thank you for spending your honeymoon in space with us. It was either space or Italy. But Italy doesn't beat this one. Uh, right, our second feature review. Moon. Oh, the uh, Moonfall UK LLP production. Yeah! <laughs> this is an independently funded movie. Which is wild. And Roland Emmerich owns 50% of this movie. <laughs> He's lost a shitload of money doing that, but fine. Oh no, I don't think he has. <laughs> That's the thing. I think he's managed to fucking... I don't think he's financed 50% of it. I think he owns 50% of it. Right, so he's... Okay, alright. Yep. Yep. Moonfall um, is written and directed by Roland Emmerich. Stars Hal Berry, Patrick Wilson, John Bradley, Michael Peña... Um, Donald Sutherland uh, and other people uh, are also in there. Um, What does IMDb say? A mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit around Earth and sends it hurtling on a collision course with life as we know it. Yep. Yep. Um, Right. I like Roland Emmerich disaster movies. Um, I like the fact that they're big, dumb, fun, um, but take themselves just as seriously as I think that they need to. Um, Ian. Moonfall. Yeah. It's a bit mad, isn't it? Thoughts? (laughs) I mean... It... It's a fascinating one. It just, it kind of feels like a relic from a bygone era. Yeah, this feels like a movie that should have been out in 2000 and... Between 2008 and 2012. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's just an adorably stupid fucking thing. Which only really wants to entertain. But also, Emmerich kind of can't help himself in... Okay, we have to have a fucking crazy story to what is actually going (laughs) on. And like Independence Day Resurgence, just has to do a really sequel-baity ending. Which feels like he's cursing himself just doing that. Um but I'd like to see that sequel. <laughs> yeah. Um we're not going no. to. Um this film was independently financed to the tune of about 140 million dollars. Um and has not made that on opening weekend. No. Um did about 10 in the US it's done like a million pound here um Spider-Man No Way Home beat it this weekend in the UK that's insane like that that's legitimately nuts um 
but I yeah I I enjoyed it. Um, I think maybe it's not the megaton of fun dumb that I wanted it to be. I think it's a it's a little bit long. I think that when it gets into let's explain what's going on in the third act, it fucking like dies on the vine for about ten minutes at a point where you want it to be ramping up. Um, is, is that is that is that the bit where it where it essentially it becomes the abyss for about fifteen twenty minutes? Yeah, where Patrick Wilson is being explained to yeah, it, which yeah, it is that yeah. which is like basically what happens at the end of the abyss. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um, you you want it to ramp up at that point, but then also you're cutting back to this group of people like on earth dealing with things that isn't as interesting and then i'm gonna be honest gives a really mean-spirited death to michael pena yeah that was a little bit i I agree with you on that one there um that felt a little bit like you didn't need that it's it that's a little bit of a trope uh, of of roland emmerich of killing off the stepdad (laughs) The, the perfectly yeah, nice stepdad. He's not even like the guy's an arsehole. He does it in um, 2012 as well. Yes, quite. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. And it's like, with this, Pena's kind of set up to be, uh, is he actually going to be a bit of a bad dude? And it's like, no, actually, he's nice. And it's like, I get, you know, you're killing off someone to up the dramatic stakes. But hey, you've all, you've already got an awful lot of people like on Earth dying. You, you you could have saved him and had a triumphant moment. I, I, That's I, it. I don't know. The, the triumphant moment would have been would have been narratively better than it would have been him just dying. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I can't fully hate a film that has a couple of moments where it literally <laughs> is directed to look like the moon thinks it's sneaking up on people <laughs> and is being a little stinker. Yeah, and the thing is, Ian messaged me that. Um, and I I, I, I'll, I'll be, I I went in thinking, is this going to be one of these things where I'm just not going to notice this? But no, I did notice the two moments where Ian was talking about, I was like, yep. Yeah. That's one of them, without question. It, and then there's another one you go, yep, yeah, that's the other one. Because <laughs> it's suddenly, there's a moment in space where I think Patrick Wilson's like, look, and then someone looks around and then literally the moon is just there. Yeah. And it's like, what, did it just appear out of nowhere? And then it does that on, on Earth, Earth as well. As well. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like, and suddenly the moon is there. It's like the moon's gone, surprise! <laughs> and it just, it's... The thing is, it really is. Fucking amazing. It is, but like you say, I I kind of dig that uh, uh, about it. Um, it needed more of that. Yeah, it could have it could have done with, 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 with more of that, um, for sure. Um, it's... It has a good element of fun to it. Um, I think um, John Bradley's doing some some really good stuff without just being comic relief. No, because he's very, very capable and he's helping a lot and he's not the bumbling guy. No. 
but also he likes having his phone out and taking selfies. It, it feels that the balance is is correct. Mm. Yeah, but it, but he he is you know he, he, at no point is is he annoying uh, at all. Uh, well, no, two points he's annoying, um, but yeah, there's uh, but he, he he's he's very. I, I'm watching it going. Do you know what? I hope that that this leads to more for you because you are a fun fucking screen presence, but also as well is is quite a it's quite a nice screen presence as well. He, you know, the, there's a definite charisma there without being charis- yeah. like overtly charismatic. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's it's very. He's very fun in it um, and funny, but then the, the little bits of dramatic moments he gets, he also gets them quite well. Um, I thought he might be a little bit irritating, but he doesn't. He peppers the moments quite quite nicely, and he plays off Patrick Wilson really, really well. Yeah. I get, I get the feeling that him and Patrick Wilson yeah. enjoyed working with each other. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Wilson is fully there. I think Halle Berry is as well. Um, everybody's there. They know what they're doing and whatnot. It's just like I say, it's stupid, but an awful lot of the time, it's also like seeming to think like it's being quite serious mm. and i know emmerich knows what he's doing but it for me it almost feels like is this not a bit of a hail mary like the, the, like with the way film financing is at the moment it could be the last chance just go for broke and make the silliest most fucking self-referential thing you could ever come up with and it feels like it, it's got halfway there, but hasn't fully committed to the bit. And, yeah, uh, it, it, I, I think that yeah. I think that there was because apparently this the idea was this is the first of a trilogy. I think he's he's left too much of the what would have been the batshit stuff, the batshit ideas for the next two that are not going to happen. Mm. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I agree because the thing is, um, you know, you've got films like um, The Day After Tomorrow and Twenty Twelve that are big disaster movies, um, and they're they're more grounded in a in a sense of you know you know what yes they're they're amplified but they are. This is a possible. Whereas Moonfall is just nah, fuck it. The moon's a fucking megastructure, um, and aliens are attacking it. Oh, by the way, we created that megastructure, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> You've thrown an awful lot out there, Ronnie. <laughs> that, that's but and and that's the thing. It's so much in such a condensed period of time, and it's like right. I've just been having a bit of a laugh with this for like this first ninety minutes, and now uh, is this suddenly the tree of life? Like, what the fuck's happening? Um, and yeah, I 
it, it, I, yeah, I, it, that, that's like I say, it just kind of took the air out of the balloon. You want it to be ramping up at that point, not sitting down for a lecture. Yeah. It, it, it goes, what if we had like the end of the abyss mixed with the start of Prometheus? Boom! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Seeding the world with the DNA and whatnot. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But then... Like the shots on Earth are like something out of fucking melancholia, <laughs> with like the the moon being really close and whatnot. It's it. I mean, it's nuts in the way that it's constructed, but not nuts enough in the way that it's delivered. Yeah, and it's not. Um, it's not quite as a visual spectacle of something like twenty twelve. No. Yeah, it's not. It's not, you're right. Like the gravity kind of wave stuff is cool, but there's not there's enough not of it. Enough. There's not enough of that. And also, that is all I was thinking through that bit is, and those people who just drove away have now stopped to look at all of this instead of driving away from what looks like something that is coming towards you. Yep. That, just like that just took me out of it completely. Just a very, very dumb decision. It, it, it's... Um, it's also one of the films where I have been most aware watching it going, ah, that's where some of the money's come from. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Without question. Yeah, you, you kind of half expected it produced by Elon Musk. Uh, yeah. At the end. Musk has definitely given some fucking money to this fucking movie. And like, Lexus, without question, have given a lot of money to this movie. Oh, Lexus, yeah, 100%. But I mean, like, just the I love Elon thing. Again, that sounds like a comment from a film 10 years yeah, and ago. And it happens twice. Yeah. Whereas now, Elon Musk is a divisive figure. It feels like when he was guest starring on The Simpsons, which I would assume was probably about 10 years ago, that's when you do the I love Elon mm. things. Whereas now he's a, well, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> he's a creepy fucking dude. Like, yeah. 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 He's, he, he is part of the problem, not part of the solution that he claimed he was for so many years. Um, I, yeah, it, it, it's a complicated one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Never before has the Elon Musk with the Apu jumping in front of a bullet thing and the weird nerds thing been more fucking true with Elon Musk. (laughs) The guy's a fucking prick. Mm. Yeah. A a man who who claims to be doing so much good with his billions but isn't doing fucking anything. At all. Just make a fucking test. If you want electric vehicles to be part of everything, then use all of that money to make one that the average family can buy. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. Stop fucking trying to push fucking crypto on me, you prick. Anyway, sorry, I fucking despise that man. <laughs> eh, a little bit triggered, yeah. Yeah, fucking just, no, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then the Lexus bits in it <laughs> mm. were there. Yeah, so it's yeah. The thing is, I I really enjoyed Moonfall. I got everything I needed to get out of it. Um, I'm a little bit. There's a lot of people being quite snippy about it uh, online. Um, and going, oh, it's one of the dumbest movies ever made. You know, a bit like, 
Really? Because I've seen Avatar. <laughs> you know, there's... I don't think he's ever trying to be smart. I don't think he's ever trying to be, you know, interstellar. I think it's very aware of what it is. Hmm. Yeah, it... Yeah, it is. I, I don't know, just with that pr- Prometheus-y kind of stuff... I do wonder whether it's got ideas above its station, but at the same time, Emmerich does seem to know in other moments what he's doing. Like like we said at the start, it feels like a film not of this time, and I will be absolutely honest, I'm kind of okay with its time being passed. I think Geostorm was the apex of this, where that film... Is just the dumbest fucking thing. I mean, Geostorm is not taking itself seriously enough, like to in the way that Moonfall is. I thought Moonfall was going to be the natural successor to Geostorm, and it's like I I don't think it is. Geostorm is a snowflake. It is unique. Yes, in the sense that it is a film called Geostorm. It is a disaster movie about a Geostorm that doesn't contain a Geostorm. (laughs) It, it is a film where Andy Garcia plays the President of the United States, basically does something which subverts the law of physics, is asked how he did it, and his response is, because I am the President of the United States of America. Yep. Um, it is a film where Gerard Butler and Jim Sturridge have... Or Sturgis, sorry, have an entire conversation which seems to be about nothing, but was Gerard Butler talking to Jim Sturgis in code the entire time. Is it about fishing or something like that? It's about fishing, yeah. Um, Geostorm is a blessing. Yep. Moonfall, unfortunately, is not. But I don't think it's shit. I think it's entertaining. But it's not a Geostorm. It's definitely not shit. Yeah, I agree with that. It's definitely not shit, but it's not quite a geostorm because I don't think it, I don't think it's it's there aren't enough moments in it that make me go that maybe just sort of laugh and shake my head and go, do you know what? I'm fair enough, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> the the geostorm rating is a rating that can transcend the star rating barriers. Mm. So, where this is a definitely not shit, but in the scale of this film, a Geostorm is higher. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's, that, that's, got, that's spot on, yeah. You know, it's like the level of definitely not shit this is at is not as high as either the higher level of definitely not shit or a Geostorm. Mm. So, it's yeah. This film, this it, film it, should have been a geostorm, and it's not. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's I, not shit because it's quite because it's fine. If this film would be half like ten minutes longer, it'd have been shit. Yeah, I mean, it it all yes, it almost deserves its own rating of a moonfall where it's a definitely not shit, but you think that a geostorm would have been been a higher rating. Mm. 
but I'm not going to call it a moonfall. I'm going to call it a definitely not shit because I don't think it deserves its own rating for not living up to a Geostorm. Yeah, it, it, it can't do that Geostorm. That'd be cheapening the idea of a Geostorm. Agree. Uh, moonfall, definitely not shit, 30%. Touching cloth, 0%. Shit, 30%. And Geostorm, 40%. The thing, but I, get I get it. it. I get it. But that's not what I conceptually the point of the Geostorm is. But I don't think I've ever explained that before. Mm. So and that that's is, on that, me. That is, that, that's feedback. I will take that on as feedback. Yeah, that, that's a spot on uh, explanation for it as well. Um, questions. You, we have a few. Um, Christopher Burns, uh, Burns um says. Which film franchise or standalone film should get multiple TV spin-offs? Matt doesn't even need to watch them. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's difficult. Um, I wonder if because uh, yeah, I, I I finally finished season two of The Mandalorian um, this week, and I. I could see what the argument of people saying that Star Wars works better at TV than movies. Like, when it's TV done at that level, I can kind of understand that, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I think Dune wouldn't be a bad shout for that. I think the, the politics and the vying peoples of Dune, I think, would work really well in long form. I wouldn't watch it, but it would work. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you, you, you wouldn't want to watch it, but you could see how it could be a thing that would exist. No, because I mean, this is the thing about Mandalorian, right? Once you skip the recap at the start and the credits at the end, they're only about 30, 35 minutes apiece. They're deceptively short. Um, Dune would be like big old hour long episodes and it's just like nah I'm out <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be dry as well um, wouldn't it it'd be really dry yeah quite quite um, I don't know I mean like to be honest I think there's an argument these days for things that are mini series would they be better told as films yeah I, I completely agree that because I think that pendulum seems to be swinging back sorry yeah, yeah I think on. we were when we were talking about uh, the insider the, um, on the mum podcast there uh, two dollars a month patrons yeah um, I don't know if I mentioned this but I, I, I said to, to Bex um, you know the, the issue is if this was made now it would be a three to four part mini series and it wouldn't be as good for it and that's that's the thing. These things wouldn't be as good for it if they were they were done like that. Um, I don't know what film series would make a, a good TV spin-offs. Well, I mean, like, because I, I, in a way, I think quite a lot of Scorsese would work. Mm. Like having a fucking casino over the course of a mini series could be interesting. Or it, but at the same time, it works really well as a three-hour film. So I think Big Trouble in Little China could work. 
just like spending time with different of those characters, just like go, even just going about their day would be quite amusing. <laughs> sure, I could. Yeah, I, I, could I, I think I'd definitely watch that. But that'd be the only one I'd watch. Um, Dylan Black Lanterns asks, says, um, "Do you have any thoughts on the upcoming Jimmy Savile film with Steve Coogan?" Um. It, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go further than that and say, no, why? Like, it feels a little bit like nobody was asking for this. I don't think anybody really wants it that much. It feels a little bit cheap. And I'll be honest, given the the current current yeah, climate events it feels like it could be potentially legitimately dangerous yeah. to it was already high degree of difficulty but I think Steve Coogan knowing what his kind of like political opinions are would probably be very wary of releasing that kind of content now um, you know, for those listening outside the UK, Jimmy Savile, famed yeah, entertainment presenter who was found to be a, frankly, a massive paedophile on an almost industrial scale. Mm. Um, and um, Keir Starmer, the Labour leader who was the director of public prosecutions at that time, um, Boris Johnson in the House of Commons last week, basically said he you know Keir Starmer fuck him he was spending each you know he should have been um what was it he was too busy trying to prosecute journalists and not Jimmy Savile and now yesterday as we record he was uh attacked by a bunch of anti-vaxxers who were also shouting shit about Jimmy Savile at him. So I, 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 uh, I, I, Boris Johnson I, dog whistled the fucking right, and here they for come. Clarity: the the Keir Starmer should have prosecuted or did it or chose to not prosecute the Jim, Jimmy Savile is a completely untrue right-wing conspiracy theory that was yeah. that was completely debunked um, years ago. Incidentally, yeah, so, um, um, you know, the Conservative Party, though, made him a knight and um, buried several uh, allegations against him over the years because he was friends with the Prime Minister at the time. There you go. So, it, it, it yeah, so Steve Coogan doing it, already an insanely high degree of difficulty. Mm. And, um, frankly... It feel it feels like a bit of history that doesn't need any retelling unless it's going to be a very factual documentary for almost for the public record. Yeah, unless it's going to point to some fingers in the right way, it. in the right direction. Um, yeah, which could be. Yeah, I just I, I think maybe oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those. I think I think, I think after the fact, it will be a better time to comment. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have zero interest in it in watching it, and I to be honest, it's one of those things. I don't know why anyone would want to watch it. Yeah. 
You're, you're watching something that you but, know is going to be fucking miserable and unpleasant. It, it, it feels like, yeah, it feels like rubbernecking. It feels like, yes. okay, let's see Steve Coogan do this then. You know, and it, it just... Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say shame on them for making it because I, you know, knowing Steve... Again, knowing Steve Coogan's politics and whatnot, I'm sure he's doing it for what he thinks are the right reasons and those those reasons are fair enough but it doesn't mean i i need to i i it doesn't mean i want to watch it yeah i i think i'm i'm there with you as well on that one yeah yeah um it's michael winterbottom directing it by a chance sure probably in it yes have a look uh no it's not it's sandra goldbacker What's she done? She has done TV stuff. Okay. I, I, I'd say nothing of what is it, but these TV shows might be fucking huge. <laughs> so, yeah. So What have you got? Uh, the, the Hour, Endeavour, Victoria, Anne with an E, Ordeal by Innocence. The accident. Don't know. No, okay, fine. Don't recognise any nope. Good, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I won't recognise me with their TV. Um, oh, you still there? Mark, you there? I appear to have lost Mark. to do here Mark I can't have headphones unplugged because Lots is asleep in the next room um, Mark sorry because obviously you're recording on your end do you no maybe I should tell the people what's coming up next week can you type if that's okay I can't hear shit I don't know it's very weird okay so apologies for the abrupt ending there and I know we had a couple other questions but I don't know what's going on here and I'm ever so sorry I can't make that much noise now because lots is asleep like I say um, so coming up on next week's show 
Oh, Mark's typing. Uh, we are going to have uh, Uncharted, I believe. Mark says by audience. Um, we're going to have Uncharted, and we are going to have Death on the Nile. Um, let's see how long it into the film it takes for Army Hammer to die. That's my prediction. I don't know anything about Death on the Nile, uh, but I think Army Hammer's going to die. Um, it, it looks like he's just in flashback sequences, but we'll see. Um but yeah, Uncharted as well. We'll um, see Marky, Mark Wahlberg with that Freddie Mercury moustache. What fun. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably it. I'm a little bit untethered now because Mark was going to do this bit. But um, thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough When you get knocked down, you gotta get back up I ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer But I know enough to know If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough I lit my brain with rock good whiskey Till my pain was chicken fried And I had dudes with badges frisk me well, Teach me how to swallow pride I took advice no fool would take I got some habits I can't shake Sharpest knife in the drawer, but I know enough to know. If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough. If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough. When you get knocked down, you gotta get back up. That's the way it is in life. I've been up and down and down and out I've been left and right and wrong Well I walk the walk and I run my mouth Been on the short and for too long If they ain't gave medals for hockey talk fucking wars Hell I, I'd keep mine Chest of drawers with my IRS bills and divorce papers and all that stuff. If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough. 
podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.